Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nairobi Ideas podcast, a podcast that gives a public platform to the Africans changing the world with their big ideas. Nairobi Ideas podcast is brought to you by the Mawazo Institute, a Nairobi-based research organization focused on female thought leadership and public engagement with research. I'm your host, Dr. Rose Mtiso, the CEO of the Mawazo Institute. Thanks for joining us for a special edition of the podcast. Today, we're joined by Michael Wayaki, who is the co-founder and CEO of the Meaty Alliance and a board member of the Young Scientist Kenya, which is the organization he's representing today. So Young Scientist Kenya, or YSK, is a platform for young people from across Kenya to demonstrate their innovation and showcase their scientific talents. YSK is based on the premise that a wealth of talent and potential for innovation exists within Kenya. YSK is also one of the leading organizers for the 8th National Science and Technology Exhibition Week, which is taking place in Nairobi at KCC from August 3rd to 7th. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. So tell us a bit about YSK. You know, who are you? What are your origins? What do you do? So YSK was founded in 2017. And uh, that's the year it was launched uh, in July. YSK previously was engaging with BT Young Scientists, where Ireland and its presence here through its embassy of Ireland uh, looked at the impact that BT Young Scientists Ireland had to Ireland and over the years how it had driven innovation. And they thought, you know, why don't we share the, the key learning lessons and see how Kenya can benefit on this? So in 2017, it was launched. And in 2018, mm-hmm. we had our first uh, national exhibition with 92 projects from 10 counties. So who are the people participating in this first exhibition? So the main beneficiaries and participants are students from high schools. And in 2018, it was from 10 counties only. But in 2019, we are going to have students coming from across 47 counties. And 13 of them are coming from special needs schools. So we are cutting across the bar and bringing everyone to the table. Okay, so for you guys who haven't read the latest GHC curriculum, Kenya has 47 counties. So this (laughs) is all the counties. Yes. Okay. I know that you have the big national exhibition that, as you said, you launched in 2018 with the 10 counties coming up next week. But before we go deeper into that and tell our listeners more about what that will entail, I want to hear a bit more about what YSK does beyond the annual exhibition. YSK year begins with outreach. And outreach begins in January because we know we can get into the schools between first term and second term. We can get into the schools where we go out to the schools, bring mentors who are in the sciences and also special skilled people, entrepreneurs. And we have sessions with high school students in the various counties. And during these outreaches, we showcase science. We showcase Mm -hmm. what it takes to be a scientist, to be an engineer, to be an innovator. And we have breakout sessions with them showcasing robotics, drones, chemistry made fun. And Blaze by Safaricom who have sponsored us, they have this uh, gaming, Mm -hmm. they have silent disco. So we do a lot of fun with science to make it interesting to them. That's really, really fun. I I suspect that the silent disco is probably more popular than the chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you have a a mix of activities. Next week, YSK is hosting its second exhibition. We hear that there'll be over 10,000 attendees expected to show up at KCC to see what these kids have been up to. Can you tell us a little bit more about who are the students, what are their projects, what will happen during this exhibition week? So in this year's
year's exhibition will have 235 projects and 430 students. So that means that each project has two students presenting and they will be represented from the 47 counties. So what we are doing is that the, the projects that have come in are coming from the technology uh, category. There's the biological, there's social and behavioral sciences and chemical, physical and mathematical sciences. So I wouldn't say much right now because the projects are being reviewed for IP mm -hmm. uh, because we need to protect the projects. But what I can say is that they are very interesting, innovative projects that are geared towards solutions for the country. That's really, really exciting. So listeners, please go out to KCC next week. I hope that your curiosity has been sparked. And please, when you go see these projects, don't steal these kids' IP, you know, respect their innovative ideas, but do spread the word. Here at Nairobi Ideas, we really get excited about innovation and, and new takes on doing things, especially things that can have an impact here in Kenya and in Africa at large. So I know you can go into um, a lot of details about this year's projects, but maybe you can share some of the more exciting projects from last year or in the course of your outreach, some of the most interesting ideas that you've seen circulating. I think the three amazing ideas were... Of course, the winners did mm -hmm. have amazing projects. The winners was Wilson and Abdi from Nakuru High School who had a solution on how to check on our energy and to, to get updates on our phones when we're using too much energy at home and how you can reduce that. And I thought that was fantastic because we've been crying about our bills being so, so much. But the other interesting one was from these two girls from Masabit. So Masabit town was a bit polluted and they decided to collect all the plastic and then get some sand because there's a lot of sand because Masabit has a dry and a really green area. So they got sand and made bricks out of the plastic and the sand. And I thought that was really innovative. And one last one that I can add was still a school close to the border in Moyale that had a problem with water and they got a solution on how to purify it. How do the students come up with these projects? Do they have mentors? Are their teachers involved? Like, What is a general process by which students kind of go from ideation to the project that we then see at the exhibition? At the start of the year, we have the Kenya Science and Engineering Fair that commences. And we also have at least maybe five or six science competitions happening across the, the country. At the start of the year, students start working on their science projects. So they have science teachers. Mm -hmm. They are STEM schools across the country. They are 102 at the moment, and we're hoping they will be increased. But also what we try to do is we link them to mentors from various universities that are close to their schools or to their counties. And these mentors help to beef up or farm up their projects in preparation for YSK and in preparation for all science competitions. But most importantly, what happens is that these students, they're really interested in the sciences. For us, it becomes easier when we have students who are very interested. And once we visit the school for outreach, they're mm -hmm. even more interested to participate in sciences. That's really, really cool. You know, I'm an alumna of the National Science Congress. Back in the day, um, I remember I took part up to the national level and I'm very jealous that we didn't have YSK in those days. So after the dust has settled from the exhibition next week, what kind of downstream impacts or broader outcomes do you expect? You know, in the long run, what do we want to see from the kids that you're engaging in this program? Maybe a step back is to look at what BT Young Scientist Island has achieved and to see something like last year, 
they had so much success with the winners who came up with, you know, biological solutions. And in fact, one of the alumni founded Stripe. Oh, wow. The, the payment app. Yes. That's awesome. So you can imagine that the support that they are getting in their country and the goodwill that comes with their president and the, all their ministers is a goodwill that we are hoping as well in this country. And we're happy that the president is joining us. Uh, so President Uhuru Kenyatta will be opening the, the, ceremony the exhibition. On, That's yeah. awesome. So we are very happy that he's joining us. He, he's The cabinet secretaries are on board and the CS of education is really supporting this. It's really exciting to see that there's buying. And if we can support these students, especially incubating the ideas. So maybe on incubating ideas, I can say like Strathmore is interested to work with these students. Kenya Power wants to work with the last year's winners. Mm -hmm. We have a few innovators who want to support, but also it's a call to private sector, really. Some of these students need support and they need internship to learn more about what they can do to scale their ideas. And I think in Nairobi, we're building that culture of hubs, but we also need to see these ideas come to life. I'm really glad to see all the high-level buy-in from government and from different officials and that you're already having some private sector players coming on board. This ties into my next question, which is in Kenya, there's a lot of chatter about empowering youth, you know, and, and especially leveraging STEM to create opportunities for them. I'm really impressed that what you're describing is real, real outcomes and action. But often what we see is just talk. And so based on your experiences as YSK, working on the ground, engaging students on the ground and then connecting them up with decision makers, with the private sector at the exhibition level, what would you say are some of the key lessons you've learned about how we can really realize ambitions for turning Kenyan youth into innovators, into problem solvers, into engaged citizens with bright futures? That's a good question. In 2018, when we were doing the outreach and we went back to work on the student projects, I was really excited to see some of the students come back and they came back and said, hey, Michael, I'm really grateful for the time that you took to come to our school. When I look at that and I look at the other schools that don't have facilities, don't have laboratories, up to this date, some schools are not well equipped. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking that, you know, we need mentors to go demystify, especially women mentors. We're really hopeful that we can get more women mentors to join us. Mm -hmm. We've never had a pilot. We've had engineers. So it's things like that, simple things that we could mm -hmm. really see how we can introduce them to the uh -huh. schools. And so for the listener, the mentors are the people who join you during the outreach yes. events in the schools. Yes. All right. So all the women, engineers, scientists, writers, thinkers, pilots. science enthusiasts, pilots. Okay. So <laughs> pilots specifically. Yeah. Many, many students. <laughs> raise their hands saying, I want to be a pilot. If okay. you ask, who wants to, what do you want to be? So they All raise right. their hands, they say, I want to be a pilot. That's awesome. I personally know a few pilots, so I'm going to uh, ping them. Um, I don't want to name and shame them on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Basically, YSK is extending an open invitation for you guys to reach out and be a part of these really fun outreach trips. You guys go all over the place. We were just talking before this, according this podcast, that you were just recently in Garissa. Can you tell us more about that? We had various outreaches and Garissa was one of the most fantastic ones. So Garissa is far out and often left out. But when we arrived there and it's more of a Muslim county and all these students were so interested in science so excited about what they saw and all these questions that they had for the mentors. And for us is to see that any other community, Christian, Muslim, you know, traditional, wherever you are in this country, you are entitled to STEM. 
Mm-hmm. STEM must be made accessible to all students. Let's give them the opportunity wherever they are so that they are able to explore that opportunity that they have. I'd encourage everybody to see our video on, on YouTube of Garissa and how exciting it was. And for us is to have more of those. We've been to Trukana, we've mm-hmm. been to Mandera, Wajir, and all these counties. There's so much that needs to be done. And that's why we're asking everybody to join hands with YSK as we try and make sure that everybody understands what science is and it's demystified because everybody thinks that science is super impossible. This is so awesome. And I'll just say, uh, I'm not a pilot, but I hope that I can join you guys next year. (laughs) (laughs) I promise to bring one pilot with me. I'll, I'll force one of my friends. Before we let you go, Michael, it's a podcast tradition here at Nairobi Ideas to ask our guests about their big idea. And so what is the world you dream of and how does your work help realize this? First of all, with YSK is to look at where we are as a country. We're talking about the big four agenda. We've talked about Vision 2030. We know the issues we have. We know about our corruption issues. We know about our integrity issues. And really, we are presenting a face to these young minds. So it's us who are shaping them. And why mentorship is key, and it's mentorship in all aspects, in what we are doing in the schools, in what we are doing in science, in what we are doing with METI in terms of caring for the environment, in terms of planting and growing trees. So it's really showing being humane, being Mm -hmm. human enough to understand that you're not doing this only for yourself, but Mm -hmm. you're doing it also for others. This is a mantra that I believe in, in terms of like, if we have to talk about developing this nation, we have to be ready to pay the price. Mm -hmm. We have to be ready to go to the farthest county that has never had a laboratory and start trying to see how they will understand science. Because they will eventually do the same exams that someone who has been exposed to a laboratory Mm -hmm. will do. And we are thinking that all of them will have equal playing field. So when I think about the vision and the mission and and the goal is that when we make STEM accessible to all, we're going to start having a revolution of ideas and platforms that are going to arise. Imagine if we have more innovations just like M-Pesa and, you know, people coming up with ideas that are going to transform Kenya for the better. We are preparing ourselves for the next 10 years or 15 years that some of the ideas that pass through YSK, just like in, in Ireland, some of them are going to be life transformational in terms of biotechnology, in terms of artificial intelligence, in terms of Stripe mm-hmm. kind of examples. You see, that's like an M-Pesa. Yeah. So it's to look at Kenya in the next 10 or 20 years and see that if we prepare the young mindsets now, they will help us. They will allow us to embrace the future that we don't know of, but we'll have prepared them early enough. I love this. This is so inspiring, Michael. And I I love how what you're saying kind of boils down to the idea of humanizing all of this work, the work of development, the work of STEM capacity building, the work of conservation and planting trees with METI. All of this is about the people at the center of it and unlocking their potential and creating an enabling environment for their futures. And then those people will go on to do above and beyond. I love that idea. And this is truly the idea that fuels the work we do at Mawazo Institute also in terms of investing in the potential of young women and young people in research and beyond. This kind of multiplier initiatives are, are really the future for mm-hmm. Kenyan. We really congratulate you on the work you're doing, both at YSK and also with MITI Alliance in terms of tapping into new ideas and new ways to conserve the environment through tree planting and other efforts. 
In closing, where can our listeners find out more about the National Science and Technology Exhibition Week and how can they engage? You can find us on our, our website, which is www.ysk.co.ke. And we're also on Facebook as Young Scientist Kenya, on Twitter at Young Scientist Kenya as well, and Instagram as well. And they can visit us at the KICC. We will be there from the 3rd to the 7th. And you will also see some exciting things that we have prepared as well for the public, which is the STEM village. So it's it will be a showcase of all amazing science things that we have been showing the students during our outreaches. Oh, that's awesome. So I can get to be part of the silent disco. And a lot of gaming. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. Okay, so thank you so much, Michael, for joining us. And to our listeners, I hope that we'll see you at the KICC for the 8th National Science and Exhibition Week opening August 3rd. You can also join me for a special session around breaking gender barriers in research, which is taking place on the 8th. That's Thursday, the 8th of August from 3.30 p.m. to 4.50 p.m. But otherwise, we'll be there all week. We'll be at the STEM village. We'll be hanging out with the kids, checking out their projects. And we hope that you'll be part of that, too. Thanks. Thank you. If you want to listen to this episode again, or if you want to hear more from the Nairobi Ideas podcast in the future, you can find us online permanently at www.mawazoinstitute.org slash podcast. You can also subscribe to the Nairobi Ideas podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From all of us here at the Mawazo Institute, bye and keep it nerdy. Bye.